welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. We lift our voice to you. We receive your word, O oh God. Let us be changed and transformed. Don't challenge us, O oh God. Just change us. Let newness happen for us, O oh God. We ask in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, celebrate Jesus. Put your hands together for him. You may have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, I began to teach and talk about the topic I, I call, I preach Christ. I preach Christ. I preach Christ. And I started by saying that to know the love of God and Him crucified... And that if with all the things that God knows about you, he still loves you, who are you to withhold that love from someone else? With all the things that God knows about you, he still loves you. Who are you to withhold that love from someone else? You can check our website for the message, ph.kingsword.org. And last week, we, we had a case for our dominion. I dealt extensively on that. I'm not going to go into that today. Hallelujah. So I want to continue this morning. I preach Christ. And today I want to make a case for our expression. Last Sunday I made a case for our dominion. Today I want to make a case for our expression. Matthew chapter 5. Let's start from there. The Amplified Version says, You are... The salt of the earth. You know, in ancient times, salt was often used as a, as a preservative. And um, similarly, followers of Christ are, are to preserve both the gospel uh, message and Christian values in the secular world. So what the Bible says is that you are the salt of the earth. It said, but if the salt has lost the salt has lost its saltiness. What that means is that the taste, the saltiness, the taste, the purpose, how can it be made salty? So if what was designed to be salty loses its saltiness. How can it be made salty? If what was designed for a purpose loses the essence of that purpose, how can it find and fulfill purpose? That's what he's saying. He said it's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people. He says when, they, when, when the walkways are wet and slippery. And then verse 14 says, you are the light of Christ 
to the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house and it says let your light so shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor glorify your father who is in heaven glory to god i say glory to god i preach christ it's not enough for me to say it it's not enough for me to talk it all the time with my big black bible and all that the world knows about me is that i carry a big black bible and then i go around the street and that's all the world knows about me that's all the world knows about me god is infinitely big infinitely big and our perspective of him should not limit his expression how you think about god does not make him the way you think about him he's infinitely big in himself so your perspective your opinion your thoughts about him doesn't make him like that that's what you think that's what you think so when the bible says that you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world is making a clear distinction a clear statement that hey there is so much purpose within you that if you don't pay attention to it the world will trample it down as a common thing that there is so much saltiness within you that anywhere you step into everyone should be contacted with that salt but if you don't pay attention to it men will trample it down men will trample it down you know it, it, i i'm i'm usually surprised when people think that um just because i'm born again i told us last week just because i'm born again then um everything should just go my way or things should just happen for me it's really not like that wake up wake up wake up wake up there's certain things we use our faith for that we have no business using our faith for you have no business you can't tell me that you're believing god for a shoe go and walk my friend sinners are buying shoe without using faith what are you saying when jesus says you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world he's talking about critical things all our faith is for so somehow we've made light of the supernatural and then unbelievers look at us and we're we're just a mockery and all that we're praying about and fasting about are things that people get ordinary with common sense with superior customer care if you run a business how many times have you called your 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 clients and say i just want to talk to you 
just want to say hello to you. Oh, it's your birthday. I just sent you a birthday text and you're in a business. You don't need faith for that. And you're playing God, let the customer remember me. How? How? You don't need faith for that. Just superior customer care. come to your um you go to certain places and they say please can we get your information and then it's your birthday you just see a text or you get a phone call i have an artisan who who does some of my furniture at home he calls me every other day pastor i just called to ask after, after you how you're doing has the family has everything there is no way i want to do a furniture job that i will not remember him he doesn't need faith for that. He doesn't. So we've so trivialized the supernatural and made it look like, hey, that's all that we have to get anything and everything. Oh, pastor, are you saying it's wrong to use my faith to get a shoe? I'm not saying it's wrong. No, what I'm saying is that, hey, prioritize things. Prioritize things. If that's all your faith gets you, then you're making little of the faith. God is infinitely bigger. I dealt with it last Sunday that hey, your dominion was intact. Even when men fell, when man fell, his dominion was intact. His dominion did not change. He didn't change. So now that you are saved and born again, it's not like something extra should now happen to you then all of a sudden. No, 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 no. What happened? Your height didn't change. Your color didn't change. No. You are still the you that you are. You are still the you that you are. So look at Jesus. When he was born, the Bible says that some people located his star. They saw his star. And they traced him to his idile. If you don't know what idile is, ask Google. They traced him. I can tell you that those guys were not born again. So you find someone today. He said, come, let me look at your hand. And look at your hand. And he tells you something about yourself. And he said the person has jazz. He does not have jazz. It's dominion. That's how God has created some people. They can look at the star and trace Jesus. To his hometown where he was. They traced the thing. Followed him. How do you see God? Many believers, we, we think that our life as Christians is just everything there is about God. You are joking, oh? You are joking. God has children all over the world. He has people. He says, Cyrus, my anointed. My anointed. To do my work. The work of God and the purpose of God is infinitely big. If he can speak through a donkey, who are you? Who are you? 
Does that mean I start looking for donkeys everywhere for God to speak to? No. But in that time, there is something he wanted to communicate. And that no human being can limit his purpose. If I have to talk through the donkey, I talk through the donkey. There are times in scripture. Balaam and Balak. There was a Babalao there. You know the Babalao. Say, go and curse these people. Go and curse these people. God will speak through the mouth of anything to accomplish his plan and accomplish his purpose. So when we say we preach Christ, what are we preaching? What are we preaching? What are the limitations of our expressions in Christ? The things that limit us in his presence. Many a times I found out they are the things that we hold so there as believers and as Christians. I told you of my own a long, long time ago, many years ago, I think 2005 or 2006. I was so addicted to King James Version. Anybody that was preaching and was not saying, thou wentest, camest, and broughtest, I would not listen. Because I felt other Bibles were nothing. Until the Holy Spirit told me one day, if you want to go far, go and read another translation. This one will not help you. I bind, I cast, I lose. I say, why, devil, you can't speak to me like that. But only when I went to read it that I understood. And I asked myself, why was I deceiving myself since? My daughter will not read thou wentest and came at and, and for what was that? That was their language at the time. And then they wrote it. Our language now is different. For you to understand, you need a different expression. Jesus would say, the kingdom of God is like bread. Why? They can understand bread. The kingdom of God is like fish. It's like coin. They can understand coin. They can understand fish. Look at what the scripture says. Go back and read it. Verse 16 of Matthew chapter 5. It said, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence. Recognize and honor. So what you are doing if it's not recognizable, how will men honor God? If they can't recognize it, they can't see it, and all that you say is lekambo shuta kalabata, and that one cannot translate to something the world can recognize and know God, you haven't done anything. Then your Christianity is questionable. So if you say you preach Christ and you speak in tongues, the results to show for it. It doesn't stop at speaking in tongues. It doesn't stop at praying, at fasting. No. Those things are for you to see into a higher consciousness. Download information from the higher consciousness. Apply it here and let the world say, wow, where did you get that from? So don't waste your speaking in tongues. Don't waste it. So when we say we preach Christ, there's a sense of responsibility that comes with it. There's a sense of responsibility. Our sincerity alone cannot deliver to us the things 
that we ought to have in Christ Jesus. Say, oh, the guy is very sincere. He can be sincerely broke. Say, ah, he's a good guy. He's very, very sincere. He can be sincerely foolish. People are, people, are, people are in prison sincerely by being sincere. So if you want to judge by sincerity, sincerity alone doesn't add up to it. Those of you that did economics, what's factor of production? You have forgotten. Land, labor, capital, entrepreneur. Please, where is sincerity? Where is sincerity there? Are you saying, Pastor? Pastor said we should not be sincere, so let me go and be lying everywhere. I didn't say so. This is the message that's being recorded. People are hearing all over the world. I didn't say so. Sincerity. If you don't add a sense of responsibility to your sincerity, then your sincerity won't amount for much. It won't amount for much. These are factors that determine productivity and outcomes. Factors that drive change. Sincerity works alone. Or rather, it requires something to work with. It's not an independent variable. It's a dependent one. It depends on something. So when we proclaim Christ, that proclamation has limited us rather than provide the platform for us to find unlimited expression. That somehow limited us in our perspective and our belief. Extremes have caged us in many ways. We can't function or relate with society anymore. Because we're too on the extreme. I used to be like that. I used to be like that. I used to think... I, I, I shared the story with you guys here before. I mean, I, 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 the, the, the best of my clothes were just trousers. If it was a jean, I would not wear because I felt it was evil. I took it to the extreme. They, this jacket I went, if it was those days, I wear the jacket, I'm on my way to hell. That was my mindset. Where did I get it from? I don't know. I just felt that that was what God demanded of me. It's brother Joel of the Lord. And when you greet someone, say, bless you, brother. Bless you. So in a way, we think that by doing so, we have some kind of Holy Ghost blanket on us that makes us holier than everybody else. No. When I move around, people hardly know whether I'm a pastor or not. And I don't bother to tell them. I don't need to tell you. I've come in contact with people. I walked into a store one day. The lady said to me, Sir, she just kept looking and said, Please, I want to ask you a question. I said, What is it? She said, Are you, are, are you a pastor? I said, Why? I was, in, I was dressed, my normal casual dress. She said, are, are you a pastor? I said, and I smiled. I said, why do you ask? He said, it's just something. It will show. You don't need a suit for it to show. You carry it. You carry it. You are the salt of the earth. When you enter, the salt knows that it needs you. 
You enter that company, they know that they need you. Because you carry something on you. You carry something. They just know. You haven't said a word, but they just know. Ah, those, they said, our heart pricked us when he was talking to us. Our heart was burning within us when he was talking to us. Why? He said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. I don't speak ordinary words. They are spirit and they are life. Even when I communicate and I play, and I play, it still carries spirit and it carries life. Unlimited expression. Unlimited expression. Last week Sunday I said, the primary reason you got saved, you got born again, is to go to heaven. That's the primary reason. To go to heaven. But after that, what next? You have many years to spend here on earth. What next? Yes, you will draw men to Christ. By what expression would you draw men to Christ? He said, let men see your good works. Let them see what the Holy Ghost is doing through you. Let your life be an expression of grace such that when they see it, what happens? They glorify your Father which is in heaven. So now that heaven is guaranteed, what next? A part of us must come to the point in our life where we demand more. We demand more. Not from society or from people around us. No, from yourself. You demand more. You demand more. You demand more from yourself. Not because of perfection. No, 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 no. I've said that before. Perfection does not live here. It lives in heaven. So if you are waiting to demand perfection from the person beside you, you will wait until you get to heaven. We are covered. Our flawedness, flawedness is covered. We are flawed on every side. Yet covered. So you are not demanding more from people. But you are the system of the world. No. So the reason this is not happening to me is because somebody didn't do something or the system didn't align with something. No. You demand more from yourself. Because you are the salt. When he said you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. He did not ask anybody's opinion. He didn't ask anybody's opinion. So there is more than just the display of your Bible and your church functions. It's more than that. If that was all, you two check it out. Now let's talk. Do you know how many miracles the children of Israel saw? How many of you have seen quarter of those miracles? Right before their very eyes, the Red Sea parted. Right before their very eyes, pillar of cloud, pillar of fire. Right before that, yet they cursed God. Yet they cursed God. So if you are waiting that, oh, till I see Jesus. Oh, ah, if Jesus can just appear to me like this, I'll be the happiest Christian. Hey, 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 listen. Some people sat with him and ate with him. <laughs> but they denied him. Uh-uh. They sat with him, ate with him, yet they did You are flawed. Tell your neighbor you are flawed. Look at if the neighbor is not answering, don't turn away. Say, 
uncle, auntie, I say you are flawed. Say you are not that perfect. They sat with him, ate with him. Agaga Peter. If you know what Agaga means, ask Google. Peter, Peter, Peter. Say, ah, we will die for you. Ah, ah. They look born there. Who them be? Bring them. Eh. And then they showed up. Boom. He said, I don't know him. Me. I've never seen me. Check me, check him. Are we the same class? Perfectly flawed. He was the first person denied him. If not that Jesus said, Ah, I've prayed for you. That Walai, if you don't know what Walai means, ask Google. He said, Your faith will not fail. I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you. That your faith will not fail. That come what may, your faith will not fail. Your faith will not fail. Probably Peter would have gone to commit suicide, just like Judas. Imagine the betrayal. Imagine the betrayal. Say, how can I betray him like this? Feeling so bad. I ate with him. I dined with him. I was in his inner circle. Peter, James, and John. I was probably the next in line. Yet I denied him. Oh, my life is good for nothing. I better take my life. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. That your faith will not fail. Your faith will not fail. The problem is, we're talking, really. But our talk cannot be recognized. Nobody's recognizing what we're doing. Nobody's recognizing it. We're talking quite alright. We're talking. We're dancing. But creation is not moving. We're preaching. But no one wants to hear. We're singing. But no one is coming to attend. It's not like we're not doing stuff. We're doing stuff. But nobody's listening. Nobody's hearing. You say you carry grace. You carry an anointing. How many people have said, Ah, this thing that you carry, I tap from it. How have we used that thing in such a way that our preaching of Christ carries essence? Extremes. Extremes. And extremism. They've limited our expressions. We're too concerned about the container. We've lost the weight of the content. So much concerned about the container. But the content, when you, when you, when you buy Coca-Cola, they tell you content only. So don't look at your floodness. Ah, because I denied Jesus, then I should commit suicide. No, no, I have prayed for you. I understand your floodness. But listen, there's a bigger goal. 
There's a bigger goal. There's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose. We're too concerned about our Christianity. We have lost the faith of the Christ that saved us. Concerned about the Christianity. In the first place, the reason they called them Christians was because of who? It's because of Christ. They couldn't understand their expression. Right? They didn't understand what they were doing. Who are these guys behaving like rascals? Changing things up and down. Who are these guys that are just acting as if they have no, they have no fear for anything? And somebody said, ah, the way I'm watching this lady, Kai, she has been with Christ. God was not the one that called, you are not Christians. No, it's unbelievers that called us Christians. Go check your Bible, Genesis Revelation. God didn't call us Christians. So they looked at her life and said, ah, the way she's doing, she's doing like that guy. Say, which guy? Say, Christ. Ah, so they recognized what Christ was doing. Ah, they recognized it. So they attributed what they were doing to Christ. They recognized it. So it means that at that time, Christ was challenging the system. At that time, what he was doing was changing norms at the time. Was challenging all those things. And they said, disciple, are behaving like Christ. The expressions they were bringing were Christ-like expressions. Changing laws. Then at that time, faith became more superior than religion. It was no longer religion. It was now faith. It was now faith. And then Jesus would say, I've not found such faith in Israel. I haven't found such faith like this. It was not about the religion. It was about the faith. Because at the time, the people who he said that they had great faith, they didn't look like they qualified. They didn't look like they qualified. But he said they had great faith. Why? Because it was about him. It was not about religion at the time would disqualify them from what was available. But it wasn't about that anymore. It's about Christ. And James 3.13. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you, let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. What you are selling needs to be recognized. Who is wise? Let him show. If we say we preach Christ, let it show. Let it show. Let it show. You've been carrying a vision in your heart for so long. It's time for it to find expression. Come on. Let it show. Who is wise among you? Let him show. If we claim that we preach Christ, let it show. Let it show. It's not enough to say it. Express it. Let it drive you so much that people are willing to exchange value for it. Let it drive you so much 
It doesn't matter the limitation. No. No, it doesn't matter the limitation. It doesn't matter. Stephen Wonder is blind. If he's, if he, if he's coming to Nigeria today, every, you, you pay to go to his show. But he's blind. It's a limitation. He's blind. Kobams is blind. Partially blind. But if they say Kobams is coming to Woji today, the whole place will be blocked. So what, 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 what's your limitation? What's your limitation? Say to someone, let it show. Say to someone, your value should be felt. It should be felt. Without limitation. Without limitation. Colossians 2, verse 20. It says, therefore, if you died with Christ... From the basic principles of the world. Why as though living in the world. Do you subject yourself to regulations. Do not touch. Do not taste. Do not handle. Which all concern things. Which perish. With the using. According to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom. In self imposed religion. False humility. And neglect of the body. But are of no value. You have no value. You have no value. James chapter 1. Stand to your feet. James 1 and 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. That's your father. He does good. That's your father. He does good everywhere. Every good and perfect gift comes from. So be like your father. Let your light so shine. Be like your father. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good. So what is the good you are going about to do? Who went about. So the anointing that was on him. Who was for good. A good that will be recognized. He said what was the good? He said healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. For God. So at that point, God is with you. God is with you. So what you carry, brother, sister, has to be recognizable. So the world can see it. And through that, they come to know Jesus. If I have to tell someone that I'm a believer, before they actually know that I'm a believer, there's something wrong with my believing. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. That wasn't Jesus' pattern. See, I perceive that thou 
man of God. I perceive that you are a prophet. Are you the king? Oh, you have said it already. Are you the coming Messiah? Oh, you've said it already. Why? They saw something. They recognized his expression. That that expression was different. They recognized it. They recognized it. My heart desire is that we all come to a place where we find expression in grace. Unlimited expression. Unlimited expression. No extremism anywhere. Not limited by anything. Not limited by anything. And grace is available to take us there. Many years ago, one of my pastors praying for me said to me, he laid hands on me and said, it's not about you. It's about where God wants to take you. It's not about you. It's about what God wants to do. And I rode on that and said to myself, whether I fall or stand, it's about God. What God wants to do. So when I preach Christ, I preach him totally. I preach him beyond myself. When I preach Christ and my life exemplifies him, I'm not in the picture. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm not in the picture. It's all about him. I'm not in the picture. I don't need to be in the picture. I don't need to. I don't need to. It's all about him. Someone say I preach Christ. When you go out today, throughout your week, let your light so shine before men. Let me shock you. People will see you first before they see God. They will see you first before they see Jesus. If they see you and they can't see Jesus through you, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. Someone say, I preach Christ. Why are you all just cold? Am I hitting it too hard? Glory to God. Have you been blessed this morning? Put your hands together for the Lord. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.